When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back and we are live. It is UFC 290 Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Yair Rodriguez for the UFC featherweight title. Co-main event for the UFC flyweight title, Brandon Moreno versus Alexandre Pantoja. I am your host, Sniper MMA. We are missing Joe, also known as Sun Tzu, MIA this week, a last-minute last scratch to the card. But with me, as always, is Chris Olson. You can find him on Twitter, on Twitter at the Christopian One for some weird. No, 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 no. You mix oh, the only. Oh, wait, yes, wait, you, you the mix only? them together. You mash them together. Oh, yes, whatever. You're, you're, you're just, just, just. It's probably in the description somewhere. You guys can follow him on Twitter if he makes it easy. But you ready for UFC 290, bud? I'm ready. Um, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a more top-heavy card. But I guess I'm just um, at this point. I'm just. Um, you know, thankful that there is some heaviness on the top of the card. And there is, you know, I like um, both of these title fights very much. I like the Robert Whitaker fight, if only to see uh, Drikas Duplices get destroyed, which is what I do think is going to happen. Um, everything else, uh, pretty much everything else I could take or leave. Dan, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner is okay. Um, J- Jalen Turner did miss weight. Uh, I think that uh, he's still going to handle Dan Hooker without much problem. Um, we should say that we lost to Della Madalena card, who was, you know, facing a, a big uh, underdog at this point anyway as a late replacement. Some some really actually kind of shocking and messy stuff where he, you know, had a blockage in his brain potentially that he's going to get fixed. Not that Della Madalena, um, Della Madalena's late replacement opponent. So that is good news. <laughs> For him, but as I say, this card, you know, not much here. I will say at the outset, I am picking one large underdog on this card. I will not say which one yet. I, I could, I if it's not Denise Gomes, I'm just gonna click click the off button because there should be no other big dog you, you should be considering. It is not Denise Gomes. So oh God. if it is it Terrence Mitchell, because I'll just end the call now. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we're. We're looking forward to this card, and uh, let's get started, Sean. Oh, God. When we, when we get there, I've been saying all week on other podcasts I do, I'm looking for I've – I've the only thing I'll say in your defense, and we're jumping ahead to it a little bit, but I've been looking for a spot to fade Cameron Simon. I'm also not a believer. I just – not here, man. We'll talk about it, though. Right. But I, I get the concept. I don't disagree with the concept. Okay, fair enough. All right. First fight up, it is Kumwella Kirk, plus 125 on DraftKings, 7,700. Plus 125 on the odds, 7,700 on DraftKings. Esteban Ribic, minus 145. DraftKings, 8,500. This is one of the dogs I am taking on this card. It's also one of the few mid-range fights on this card. It's also worth pointing out, every fight except one is is predicted to end inside the distance. And if the Yarigwe line flips... It's like minus one hundred five. Like it's basically a pick 'em. Like most of the, every fight, it's is supposed to end inside the distance. Um, this that this to me is 
kind of the first two fights are both striker striker versus grappler, and it comes down to can fighter A stop stop the a takedown. Kirk needs to grapple. Rubovich wants us on the feet. I don't think Rubovich will be able to stop the takedowns here. It's why I lean towards the dog in Kamala Kirk. I also think Kirk, while he's not won yet in the UFC, I just I, I'm not too disappointed with his with his performances. I think it's a spot where he gets on the board, gets his first win. I think the grapplum carries him uh, against Rubovich, so he will be my pick here. And kind of this mid range is where I'm going to be making a lot of lineups on DraftKings. Chris, what do you got? So first um, fight, first disagreement. Um, I I'm not. I took the dog. I took the dog. I know. I know. It's the bizarro world, man. But I I just I can't trust. Come well, okay. First of all, he fights way too slow for me, and 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 that's the main thing. Second thing here is um, I think Rebovic is going to fare pretty well on the ground against him. You know, maybe not uh, for jujitsu for jujitsu. You know, at his skill level. But really good at reversals, really active with that Kimura. Really will always be looking to switch the position. I don't think Kimura is going to be able to lock down. I don't think Kim- uh, Kimura is, rather, is going to be able to lock down. I don't think he's going to be able to sub easily. And if he can't, I just think uh, Rebivix is going to outwork him. Uh, more explosive, more agile. And as I say, the, the ground game is even enough to where I can't pick Kamala Kirk. The only way I could see picking uh, Kamala Kirk in a fight is, is if I thought he had a major ground advantage over somebody. I'm not seeing it here, so I got to take Rebivix. Let's move on to, you know, the only two of us, this could be a really quick episode. I know. Well, I, or or we could elaborate, uh, whichever you prefer. Yeah, there, I don't even beat things <laughs> into the ground too much. Uh, <laughs> next fight up, Shannon Ross. He's plus 120, 7,600 on DK. Jesus Aguiar. Minus 145, 8,600 on DK. I know we typically go back and forth, but I'm going to go first again because I'm going to give you a second chance to agree with me on taking the dog. This is another dog I like on this card. And then it's going to be a while before I pick another one, but I do have back-to-back to to start the night. And it's Shannon Ross and Jesus Aguiar. This to me, and again, this is a low-level fight, first of all. Like, either one of these guys can go to sleep and score. Like, neither of these guys win or score well, but somebody has to, finally. So who's it going to be? I think Aguiar's going to want to try and grapple. I don't think he's going to be able to get Ross down. And when they go to stand and trade in a phone booth, I think that type of fight favors Ross. But another toss-up type of GPP fight where, again, I prefer the dog, I prefer the grappler, or I prefer the, the guy who I think is going to stop takedowns, not the grappler in this case. Um, not a super strong take, but I'm taking a second straight dog. Are you getting on board with this one, Chris? I, not only am I getting on board, I, I kind of have the exact same sentiments as you do, where, like, it's not the strongest take in the world, but I feel like Ross is just a little bit a little bit sharper of a counterpuncher, uh, a little bit more fluid, uh, a little bit better boxing combinations. So, I mean, I, I'm going to take him here, all things being equal. Like you said, we have to look for, for dogs on a slate like this. Um, I think Ross is toolsy. Um, he got he got knocked out. He got hit with a body shot and a liver shot, and he got knocked out in his last fight. That can happen. I'm not really holding that against him. We'll have to see um, what comes next. But I, I'm re- I'm ready to see him uh, showcase his skills. I think he can do that here. So as uh, you said, and I reiterated, a modest uh, endorsement of Ross here as as a dog play, but. You know, not one. I mean, one that I'm more interested in now that we lost a fight, but overall, I'm not too, too interested in. 
Let's move on to the next fight. Oops, skipped too far. All right. Oh, tier already. Here we go. Cameron Simon, minus 550, $9,400 on DraftKings. Take it on Terrence Mitchell, plus 400, 6800 on DraftKings. And this this is definitely a spot I could kick it to you first. What you got? Yeah. I I, I don't I, I've never liked the way and maybe maybe you actually share this view even though you don't share the pick. I just don't like the way Cameron Simon fights. It's just it's just a brawling style where he's it, it it's it's that it's that young um you can't beat me confidence where like I'm just gonna brawl with everybody and I'm always gonna come out on top. And that's worked so far. Problem is now he's facing a guy with a seven inch reach advantage and a very active striker, a guy who can grapple some, got some rear naked chokes on his record. I don't think Simon is going to be able to melt him down and walk through him the way he has everybody else. Now, um, full disclosure, I picked Mana Martinez as well. That did not work out, and I think the reason for that is just um, that he was able to wilt Mana. I think that the – I mean, to be clear, uh, Simon has had had some sort of reaches advantage, I think, in every fight. He's not the most lengthy fighter, but this is by far his biggest reach – Disadvantage, I think it's going to hurt him as an athletic fighter who I said can grapple, can put combinations together, and has some power. Um, again, uh, if the if if some of these uh, lines were lined a little bit more properly and they weren't all so big, would I be that heavy on Mitchell? Maybe not. But things being as they are and looking for dogs as they are, a guy I think not many are going to be on in the first place. I'm going to give a shot on Mitchell here. I think I think there's enough going on here to give it a look. Look, I, I kind of agree, except Terrence Mitchell is an Alaskan can crusher. That's what he does. He crushes cans on the Alaska regional scene. This is just this is not the guy. That brawling style I think is going to work just fine. Um, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you. The only reason I'm going to play more Cameron Simon is because Jack Della Madeline is out. So yeah. I'm fine with it. I just, uh, Terrence Mitchell, no thank you. I'll take a shot down the line somewhere else. Well, anytime somebody brings up Alaska FC, I have to reflexively say uh, Jared Cannonier. So that's my one. It it took a little while for Cannonier to get there once he got out of Alaska FC. Yeah. Like, (laughs) he was a heavyweight there. All right. That's, yeah. Let's move on to the next fight. Probably my favorite fight to target for DraftKings, Victor Petrino, minus 300. 9,000 on DraftKings, Marcin Pracchio, plus 250, 7,200 on DraftKings. This is the line I've been using all week, and I can't wait to drop it again. Because I love uh, I love Vitor Petrino. I have a guy who's got crazy knockout power and showed he can grapple versus a guy who can't grapple or maintain consciousness. Like that's that's as long as Vitor Petrino throws more than eight strikes than that Willie Knight threw at Pracnio, yeah. like, he's got a suspect chin. Petrino's got crazy power. He can grapple pretty well. Give me Petrino. Love the pick. Love the play. And he's eight hundred cheaper than Bo Nickel at nine at nine point eight k. So give me some Petrino. Who you got? Yeah, I have to agree. And this almost, you know, I. I mean, I get, I get why he's not as cheap. I mean, I was thinking in, in my review for this, I wrote that, um, you know, I was expecting, and I think a lot of people were, Petrino to gas in that in that uh, UFC debut against Chakal, um, who was just intent on grinding him down and grappling the pleasure, him. And, the pleasure man. 
The Pleasure Man. Oh my God. Terrible the worst nickname. nickname in the history of nicknames for sure. But uh but yeah, I, I I was I was sure he was going to gas out. A couple of times it looked like okay, he was done, that's it. He happened to, you know, get a second wind every time. This big muscle bound guy who throws from the hips somehow didn't get tired over over that fifteen minutes. And Martin Pratchneo is not going to push a higher pace than the pleasure man did. So I think that um, if he can survive that, he's going to survive against Prochnio. Now, he's obviously a striker. He's obviously a knockout artist. Uh, I think it was six takedowns, five or six takedowns in that fight. Moved to positions pretty well. Ended the fight in mount, or it was close to the end of the fight in mount. And it, it, if he's getting any trouble from Prochnio whatsoever, he can just take him down. I have no confidence in Martin Prochnio doing anything on the ground. And we know that Petrino's tough. Pacino had a lot of big shots in that fight. He got wobbled by that up kick right to the chin. He took some shots at range. I I really think he's a, I mean, for for light heavyweight. Let's be clear what I'm talking about. But I think he's a decent ish prospect at this weight class, um, just for what he tries to do, and especially in this fight. I mean, Prochnio has had such a weird UFC career. You mentioned the fight with William Knight. The Roundtree um, fight was been was weird. Yeah, it's a. It's just all, but he, he feels like a guy who shouldn't be, be here, who is somehow on his sixth or seventh UFC fight. Um, but, yeah, for all those reasons, I'm going to have uh, quite a bit of Petrino, and it sounds like you agree. That's uh, that's going to be one of one of my main picks there at that price point. Oh, God, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> we are agreeing too much. You know, this my the next. I had a hotter take on the next fight before the Della Maddalena dropout. Is Ed, is this Edgar Chires? 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 I'm sorry, I can't. Plus seven twenty five, um, six six hundred on DraftKings versus Tatsuro Taira at minus eleven hundred ninety six hundred on DraftKings. Honestly, Taira is one of I, I favored him over Della Maddalena to score big because you know I love me some grapplers. Yeah. Um, and I thought Harold was a little bit better. I just. You know, so not so much of a hot take now. Um, I like Tyra. He's a real deal prospect. And the problem for Tyra is, is that what he wants to do is grapple, and he just doesn't do it nearly as well. So uh, Tyra's all day here in one of these smash spots, minus 1,100. I don't want to spend too much time here. Anything anything to, to add or that I missed in terms of how we're playing him? Well, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Tyra too. As you said, he's better everywhere. Um, he, he's he's a he's a heavy he's a heavy striker, and I feel like the most likely way this ends is he runs into a counter shot and then gets subbed. I I don't think he's gonna have much for Tyra here. I think I think Tyra's better everywhere. Um, the one thing I would say is that he likes to strike more than he likes to wrestle. So like if he can't club and sub him, the 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 score might get hurt a little bit. But I think. I think he's gonna take care of him in round one. Is my actual, my official play. So I'm pretty big on Tyra here, and uh, that's the pick. Right, let's move on to probably the most important fight, DraftKings wives on the card. Jimmy Crute, 8200 minus 120 the odds. Alonzo Menafield, plus 100 8000 on DraftKings, and this is the second time they fought. They were a draw last time out because Alonzo Menafield grabbed the cage and rightfully had a point taken away. I fucking somebody who likes grappling, it changes everything, especially in a striker versus grappler match. Fuck the warning. You do that, you get a point taken away. Although Geek on our um, Divas Army podcast had a good point in that 
you know, a suggestion. I hadn't heard this before, and I'm sure somebody suggested it, but I hadn't really maybe processed it. Instead of you don't like the, the point being taken away, fine. Time, stop the action, go to the ground, put them in guard. Put them on start. the ground. Yeah. Put them on the ground. Like, yeah. Okay, they stopped the takedown. Well, now we're going to start from there because you're foul. This is where you would have been. Yeah. I can deal with that. You have to do one of the two, though. You can't just let it go. Nothing drives me crazier than don't grab the cage, don't grab the cage, don't grab the yeah. 10 minutes and nothing. Like, no, this is mixed martial arts. If you don't like it, go watch fucking boxing and stop talking to me. I anyway. love, I love, I love the smacking the hands away, and then they oh. put the hand back, and they smack the hand away, put the hand back. It's great. Um, um, this fight, by the way. So before I kick it to you, so it seems it's also important on DraftKings. You, you can do, you'll do the breakdown first, but it's important on DraftKings because it's really high inside the distance prop. It, it, even in terms of this card, it's way up there. And this is the middling fight, eighty-two hundred, eight thousand, like. There's some yep. wild salaries around, and these guys are right in the middle. So, who do you have? Yeah, and I agree. I'm like, I if you're doing if you're doing a hundred lineups, this fight has to be in a hundred lineups. Like, this is just that's just how it is. This, I was going to say fight, five, but I like it. Well, I no because you know what? I think that this this fight is going to one of these guys is going to be. I don't know if this could be is a hot take or not, but one of these guys is going to be on. Uh, absent another draw, one of these guys is going to be on. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem. Line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's hard to know what to do here because Jimmy Crude has looked so hurtable lately. I just not only in this fight, but the, the Jamal Hill fight, of course. Uh, the fight before that, which I can't recall what it was now, but I know he got hurt in that fight too. He, and he got knocked down by Menafield twice. The reason why I'm still taking him is because he actually has a skill set, which is wrestling and grappling. Alonzo Manifield's skill set is swing really hard and hope to connect, which could work on Jimmy Crute and has before. I was actually shocked that Manifield didn't really seem to gas that hard um, in that fight, uh, at least not that what you would expect. Um, I, th I thought he actually gassed a lot harder in the, uh, in the Devin Clark fight, so maybe he's made some improvements there um and it's very possible that he just knocks jimmy crude out because crude if he can't hold you down it seems like he can't win anymore but i was it was it, how many takedowns in that last fight six and yeah, nine cool. minutes of control time so i mean so if he if he, if he just gets a, if he gets a win in that fight that's 97 points that would have been at 8600 this is at 82 that might be enough for the optimal right there. I think it has a chance to go higher even than that. Um, I just have to have to go with the consistent skill set here. That's the wrestling. I'm taking Jimmy Koo. Yeah, kind of, kind of similar. Uh, it, it's hard because he doesn't hold people down. It, what really this fight really comes down to why it's so high variance is that if Jimmy Koo try like if he just if he grapples right away, I think he'll have success and can wear Menafield down again. Um, even if he can't hold him down, I think you know if he stays close, he'll get the better positions, could win a high-scoring decision or find a sub. Every second this fight is on the feet, he is in mortal danger. Yeah, like like it's a problem every second. So, and if he just tries to feel it out before he gets striking, he, it's just going to be trouble. So I pick Kroot, but high variance fight, uh, but Kroot will be my official pick for this one. All right. Next up, we got Yasmin Yari Yarigwe 
minus 410, 9,300 on DraftKings. Denise Gomes, plus 310, 6,900 on DraftKings. Look, I'm taking Yarigwe, but this is the fight I have little interest in in GPPs. I, I don't think either one's going to score um, particularly high. I think is just a little bit better everywhere. What's interesting, though, is that Gomes, um, in terms of the super scrubs, I mean, unless you're taking Terrence Mitchell, but even though, even if you're taking Mitchell, you have to as a high-variance fight where there's not much of a floor. This has got the best in, uh, odds to go to decision on the card, and it's got, you know, it's got this stereotypical women's MMA take the underdog. Gomes isn't, I don't think she's massively outclassed here. Minus 410 feels a little wide. I just think she's, I think Yedigwe's a little bit better everywhere. I don't mind Gomes for cash games at all. I'm perfectly fine punting down there and getting an extra one of these big favorites because the punt scene is rough between Val Woodburn and Shai Rez and, in my opinion, Terrence May. Like, it's ugly down there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't mind Gomes, but should, skill for skill, Yedigwe looks just a little bit better everywhere. Uh, what do you have for this one? Yeah, no, I kind of agree across the board with this one too. I mean, I just think even even if you look at Denise Gomes in that uh, fight with uh, Bruna Brazil, she got held against the fence uh, for large portions of that fight. And I think, um, can I just say Yasmin? What is it? Yasmin? Yasmin. Yasmin. That oh, that's fun. I I I just think Yasmin is um, stronger. I think she'll even be a little bit better of a wrestler. And I think um, she's got um, probably more power in her hands. I mean, I don't think it really counts if your opponent just doesn't put their hands up and then Denise Combs is able to deliver the shots she did. I kind of agree. I think this fight will feature um, more of that kind of wall install at points. So I don't think Yasmin gets over that mark for 9,300. I certainly don't think, you know, she's a GPP option. She might be a cash option just because, like you say, she is better everywhere. Um, I don't love this fight either. I'm going to be looking in other places. Um, as far as cash goes, though, I think I think Gomes might be more solid of a cash play than a guy like Terrence Mitchell, just because of the wrestling uh, uh, floor and because um, the Mitchell fight, I think, is just going to be a barn burner. Somebody's going to fall and score a lot of points. Um, so probably not the best cash play, even if I endorse the pick itself. I think uh, Gomes is not a bad cash play because of the grappling upside. And like you say, I don't think the skill gap is nearly that wide. So I'm taking Yasmin here. Not my favorite fight on the card because I don't think the dog is going to win. But if you want to punt cash, I endorse that decision with Gomes. Moving on, we got to take a look at – no, we don't have to take a look. We're moving right, right along on this card. Robbie Lawler. It's the featured prelim we're up to already, guys. We're not we're gonna be done with this episode like 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Suck it, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> Robbie Lawler, two plus two twenty, seventy three hundred on DraftKings. Nico Price minus two sixty, eighty nine hundred on DraftKings. Look, Robbie Lawler retiring. High, high variance fight. But Chris, we'll start with you for this one. I'll give you the honor of breaking down the legend Robbie Lawler's last UFC fight. All right, so the first thing that popped into my head was I had to pick Nico Price because Ryan Barberina was able to wear him down just by being tough. And Nico Price is the same guy with that consistent offense. But then I remembered that Nico Price is way more hurtable than uh, somebody like Ryan Barberina is. Four of his six uh, losses have come 
be KOTKO, and Robbie was landing some very hard shots in that Brian Barberina fight. Almost put him down. Barberina outlasted him. Good for him. I think this is going to be another one of those fights where somebody's going to melt, and I think that Robbie's going to do the melting here. I just think that um, uh, Nico's going to eat too many hard shots, and Robbie's going to have to eat them too. But with Robbie Lawler, it almost always has to be this accumulation, uh, aside from Tyron Woodley. has to be that accumulation, and I just don't think that Nico can do it before Robbie gets to him. Um, especially for the savings there. I think this fight is a lot closer to even than the line would suggest. I don't know what Nico Price has done um, to be like a bigger favorite. But um, I I have to go Lawler here for the, for the savings and for the fact that Lawler didn't look dead against Barbarina. Barbarina is a tough guy who outlasted him. Barbarina almost beat Vicente Luque. So, I, you know, I don't know. That, that doesn't really prove anything to me. I think Lawler's um, got enough in the tank for this one. I'm going to pick him here. Yeah, really, I mean, what it comes down to is very similar guy. Price is going to give Lawler the brawl that he wants. And the reason what the pick comes down to is that somehow Nico Price is against the guy who's got more wear on the tires than he does because Nico Price has taken a lot of damage in his UFC career. So was Robbie Lawler. That's what it comes down to is the durability in a firefight. Should be a fire firefight, which guy is more is more durable. And if anybody's gonna mix it up, it'll be Nico Price. I think people could be he could grapple and that could surprise people. I don't think he will, but it wouldn't it wouldn't stun me like I think it would some others. I, I think like likely he gives Lawler the brawl he's looking for. They go to war and just Robbie is less durable at this point in his career. And, and yeah. I it's rostering retiring fighters is really, really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen it time and time again. But in terms of firefight and just again live dog, Robbie's up there. This is a good fight to target both sides of. Um, the pick is Nico Price just for that durability. As we move on, I'm going to pause here before we head to the main card. A word from our sponsors. That was my long break for the podcast, people. If you're watching on YouTube, that was just you saw me kind of dancing for a second. Uh, real quick, though, the other ads, though, make sure you go to rotowire.com slash free for a 10-day free trial to all the premium content, no credit card required. Hit the like button, hit the, hit the subscribe button, subscribe to the podcast on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm sure we're there, rotowire, M-M-A. Yes, non, Nico Price did, there was a ringworm picture of him floating around. It's ringworm, not staff. I don't think it's going to be the end, the end of the world there. And nobody show a UFC doctor. I'm going to keep that on the DL. Um, respond to the guys in chat. All right. Uh, first fight of the main card. Man, this is going to be a tight, hotly contested matchup between Bo Nickel. Minus 2,500. 9,800 on DraftKings. Take it on Valentine Woodburn. Plus 1,200, 6,400 on DK. If you haven't. Looked up or heard about Valentine Woodburn. I think he's 7-0. Look, he is physically strong, super, super, super raw. And Bo Nickel is um, a world-class wrestler and probably going to skull fuck him. It's just a matter of this 9,800 price tag that we got to deal with. And yeah. it's the highest I can remember seeing. I think somebody I, – I don't remember. I don't think we ever I saw think- 
I think Cyborg might have been 10K for yeah, something. Yeah, I, I vaguely recall that. Um, yeah. It might have been against Yana Kunitskaya. Now Yana Sanchez. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. I I don't know what else to go with this. Bo Nickel should, should fuck him up. And next. Chris, so the funny thing about this is, so I, I do the I do the projections for Rotowire, and I have a grid that, that tells me a value to put in based on what how what, where the favorite is. So minus five hundred, put in this number, et cetera, et cetera. I ran out of room. We don't have a minus twenty five hundred. I had to improvise. That's how ridiculous this line is. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen a line like this, or I don't remember one. Uh, Sean pretty much covered Val Woodburn. He's gonna. Swing very wildly, but like a lot of guys who swing powerfully like this, they tend to swing themselves into clinches. Um, Val Woodburn does that. That's not going to be a good idea. That's, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, how did I get here? That's all. I can... You know what? You know what I could see. How I could see this succeeding value if you know he swings himself into the clinch, gets taken down. He's so strong he can explode up once, twice. It's taken down again and again, and then sub. We get like three or four takedowns in there, and then the sub in the first round. That pays it off. I do, I think that can happen. Um, it's hard because you know we just mentioned uh, Petrino and some of these other guys down here. Ninety eight hundred is a lot of salary, but because of that, um, he might not be as heavily rostered as he might be otherwise. So that. This is the ultimate um, contrarian payup. We mention that sometimes. Um, this would be it, and I can see it happening. I can see it happening, but there's there, there's a lot of different ways it doesn't pay off too. So, cash games, of course, um, GPPs if you're feeling saucy, but um, nickel has to be the pick. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not feeling saucy here. Like, no, no, no sauce for me. All right, moving on. Let's take let's talk about Jalen Turner. Missed weight by two pounds at 158 pounds. He's minus 260, 8,800 on DraftKings. Take it on Dan. I'm now blonde and probably in a weird midlife crisis hooker. Plus 220, 7,400. Um, this is an appropriate step up for Jalen Turner. He looked insanely good last international fight week um, against Brad Riddell. Basically trying to take out all of um, – of, of, uh, Oh, God, what's the camp's name? Help me out. What's the Australian camp's name? Oh, um, Eugene Berman. What is what's it yeah. called? Why am I? Wow. Um, this is embarrassing. City, city kickboxing. City kickboxing. City kickboxing. I, I kept wanting to call it American kickboxing. No, <laughs> they're in New Zealand. It's clearly not, not that. Jeez. Um, yeah, I don't. Dan Hooker's fallen off, and it just kind of is what it is. It's a little bit sad, but he's not the guy he used to be. I know his wins are against really high competition. I think Jalen Turner is legit. This is a step up for him, so I'm not, I'm not going to fully fade Dan Hooker, but my pick is Jalen Turner. I do think he is a legit top 15 guy, and I think Dan Hooker is clearly on the back end here. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, I actually think I might like Jalen Turner a little more than you. I just think he's better everywhere. I think he's more athletic. I think he's more powerful. He's actually going to have a reach advantage here, which Dan Hooker doesn't always have to deal with. In fact, I don't remember the last time he did deal with it. So that's another hurdle he's got to deal with. I think he, I think he's the better grappler. I think, um, you know, I could go on and on. He's, he's, he's likely the better kicker by virtue of the fact that Dan Hooker doesn't kick much. Uh, I think 
Turner is better everywhere. Um, and I agree, uh, Mr. Invisible Man. Uh, Hooker is past it. I, um, you know, sometimes he'll come out and he'll look really inspired. Other times he'll just look like he wants to give this fight away. I think that he's going to come up against something in Turner that he's not going to expect and it's going to take him out of this fight um, pretty early. So I'm, I'm looking for a, a Turner finish here, maybe mid-second round after a lot of volume and action. And for that reason, uh, I'm, I'm going to be all over him. Yep. All right, let's move on to the, I guess, the, 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 the fight before the two title fights. Robert Whitaker, minus 400, 9,100 on DraftKings. Drikas Duplessis, plus 370, 100 on DraftKings. Um, look, I, I think I, I agree with the sentiment. I've seen most of the week on pretty much everywhere. Um, that Whitaker is better than Duplessis and can probably do what he wants. He could probably wrestle him, outstrike him for three rounds, and just kind of piece him up. I will say, Driekes' path to victory is a b- early blitz and a knockout of Whitaker. Super unlikely, but I think in his path to victory, in his wins, he's going to end up on the optimal lineup. That's why I'm willing to take a few shots. The guy never seems to get tired. Whitaker can be hit. He's taken damage. We've seen it. But anybody who's not Israel Adesanya, Whitaker just just he pieces you up. That's kind of what I expect to happen here. Um, it's yeah, give me Robert Whitaker, but but as being slightly better everywhere. I'm also not sold on the ceiling because if he just plays technical for three rounds, he won't score super high. It's just don't forget about Duplessis in your GPP builds because if he wins, it's a big old fat number. Uh, Chris, who you got? So if Duplessis wins, I might have to retire from MMA analysis because it will prove to me that I know nothing about this sport. Oh boy! I just, I just don't understand how Duplessis would win. He's so sloppy, and Whitaker is the opposite of sloppy. He's technical. He's powerful. He can wrestle. Like yeah. He was hit by Adesanya, but you need something to make him uncomfortable. You need some technique. You need some reach. You need some speed. There's nothing that Duplessis has. I mean, he's got a little bit of – he's got strength. He hits hard. But that that alone, I don't think it's going to do it. Whitaker has so many more weapons here. And even, even in a fight against Darren Till where he was just taken down a million times, uh – Darren Till even managed to land some hard shots. Um, Derek Brunson self-destructed as he always does if you just hang around with him, but was destroying him in those first two rounds. Robert Whitaker is just, I'm going to have, I mean, I'm not going to have him everywhere just because he has a a tendency to slow fights down, even though Duplessis doesn't really allow that. And 91 is a lot for him, but I just feel like he's going to run headlong into a lot of Robert Whitaker offense. And that's going to be really good for us. I'm taking Robert Whitaker. If he loses, folks, it's been real. Uh, I, I've enjoyed it. But uh, I, I need to pick Whitaker. Whitaker all the way. And put his career on the line for this one. Sheesh. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the co-main event of the evening. The UFC flyweight title. Brandon Marino, minus 190. 8,700 on DraftKings. Alexandre Pantoja. Plus 165, 7,500 on DraftKings. Chris, I'll let you go first for the co-main event. Yeah. Um, 
uh well co-main event uh but yeah, yeah. I, I thought i said co-main oh you might i was i'm sorry i was um answering a viewer who who wanted to know um where where joseph was tonight so i mean, maybe I mean I we, had, we had the uriguay gomez fight we didn't even get a v rating so i know i mean I, is, it, oh, is, yeah. it even a, is it even a podcast <laughs> even a podcast yeah i i missed it so you, you, i'm sure you can tell but uh I, I'm I'm taking Moreno here. I think a lot of people are probably going to flack to Pantoja. Pantoja beat him twice. Once was a yeah. Once was a, an exhibition on the Ultimate Fighter. But you know those fights are a long time ago now. Last time was 2018, and um, I think Moreno is a much better fighter. I think his boxing is so much better than it's been. I have I, think, I, have, I have a question. Okay, I have to. Yeah. Know, and I was going to wait and going to rebuttal, and and it's not fair because I actually want to. I want to because I've heard this narrative a lot. What you just said is really common people picking Moreno, and, and I get it. But hasn't Pantoja also improved? Any, anytime anyone, I, I, anyone said Moreno's improved a bunch, I go, so is Pantoja. He's not the same fighter he was five years ago either. And I just want to say, if you feel like Moreno's improved a lot more, great. But I just, that whenever someone said that this week, it bothered me. So I had to stop him to say, well, what about Pantoja? Has he not also evolved? Well, but okay, so I can point to a couple of specific things. What, like, what specifically do you think Bentoja is like way better at? I think he's a much better striker than uh, when he came into than when he came into UFC. Yeah, I mean, but he was but he was starting from from a lower bar, and I think I think Moreno is still a better stri- a better striker than he is now. That's fine. I just I keep Moreno so much better. Those wins mean nothing. I'm like, what does Pantoja just stop? He's the same guy as for, forever. It's 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 bothered me. It's, it's well, no, I get it, and I wouldn't say they mean nothing. But what I would say is like that Askarov fight where they just scrambled and then Pantoja ran out of gas. I think Moreno's a better scrambler now than he used to be too, and I think that's going to come into into play pretty heavily here. I don't think Pantoja's going to be able to have it his own way on the ground. Um, I think I think I think Brandon Moreno is now as close to a complete fighter as he's ever been. Like this, this is is probably probably the best version of Moreno that we've seen, which is at a really high level. And we might be at the best version of Pantoja that we've seen. I don't think the level is quite as high. I think not only the boxing, but I think he even mixes kicks in there a little bit better now. I think the fluidity is going to be. Uh, a factor here and you know it's a close fight and i get it because of this of the savings and because of pentoja's skill set and how locked down he can be on the ground has improved the striking but as i say i'm i'm not really worried about that because i think moreno is is still quite a bit better than him but i do get it but i also think this might, could be one of those pay up contrarian things again this is a five round fight there's probably going to be points here either way um, and so if everybody zigs to Pantoja, I'm going to zag to the flyweight champion, Brandon Moreno, and uh, he's my pick for the 87. I, I guess. Um, that that's uh, For Sean, that's a ringing endorsement of me. That's about no, as, that's it's as just, it's just. I think Pantoja, he's already beat him twice. I don't think Moreno is that much better, and I think – Moreno, I think you're a little bit distracted by you've seen the gold wrapped around Moreno. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not, he's not looked unbeatable. He's not looked unbeatable. He was he lost the first two rounds against against Kaikara France. There was a reason him and Davison fought four fucking times. There was a reason that they were close fights. 
I don't think Pantoja is, uh, is Marino's untouchable. I think Pantoja is a good striker. I think he's got better control. BJJ point taken that if Marino can scramble, maybe he can tire out Pantoja. Just I've seen Pantoja finish him twice. I think they're equally just they're they're both evolved and are at the top of this division. And I think the line's too wide. I think everybody likes. I think everybody is on. I, I, I've seen. I, I think there's value here on Pantoja because we've seen Marino at the highest levels for longer because he got there first. Minus, like, I think it's a pick em fight. Pick em fight. And I think I'll even give the slight edge to Pantoja personally, but I know that's not how the public works, especially a guy who's been in these main events, held the belt. Pantoja is really, really good. He can mix it up well, he can grapple. I like Pantoja in the spot. It's it, and I don't like the salaries at all on DraftKings. Pantoja is a way better play for the salaries. Um, oh yeah, no, we, we agree with the salary part, but yeah, well, the only the one thing I would say about do you really count the fight in the tough house though? Because like absolutely, they're not really absolutely. training. There, it's not a regular scheduled thing. Those guys want to win. Those are real. No, fights. no I know they want to win. Are, I know they want to win. Those are real fights with a lot of them. I would argue with a lot on the line. So I'm just I'm just saying it's probably not. Both guys at their best performance, at like optimal performance. Maybe. Anyway, I'm I'm taking Pantoja for this one. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the main event. Alexander Volkanovsky. He's minus 400, 9200 on DK. Yair Rodriguez. Pantera. It's plus 300, 7000 on DraftKings. He's the interim featherweight champion. Um, it it's really hard to find reasons to pick Alexander to not pick Alexander Volkanovsky. It's it's really hard. Um. Looked great against Islam. He looked, you know, every, anybody not named anybody. Look, Max Holloway trashed Yair in the feet. I mean, it was kind of competitive, sort of. But look what Volk has done to him. It's just, it's just hard to, to pick against Volk. He could grapple. He could wrestle on this one. He could keep his range. Um, really, the technical striker. Yeah, Yair is is quicker and has the kicks, which is a different weapon that Volk has faced. But it, it's hard not to think Volk is. Not going to have a way to deal with it. Um, but again, these type of champions always look unbeatable until they're not, um, unless you are Habib. So, I mean, maybe the wheels will come off. I just don't think this is the spot. Go ahead, give me Volk over five rounds. I think Yair, you know, he got outstruck by um, Korean Zombie until he landed the Hail Mary knockout. Like, I, I don't know. I, 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 There's no reason for me not to pick Volkanovski. Um, I will say I think I'll be underweight to this fight because there's a lot of fights expected to finish. This one second lowest on the card to finish, and everyone's going to be on it. Game theory wise, I, I don't want to play that shit. If everyone else is going to play it, fuck that. Um, but Volk is the pick. It's, how can you not pick Volk here? Yeah, I, you know Volk is the pick. I, you know, I don't hate going to Yair. I think as much as you do, because when Max Holloway had all of that success in the third fight, I forget how many times they fought now, or second fight. It was because he kicked, knocked him down with a kick. And uh, Yair is a much better, more fluid, quicker kicker, quicker kicker picker up than, than, uh, than uh, Max Holloway is. I do think Hol- I do think Volkanovski is going to use his wrestling here, which, you know, based on opponents, we haven't even seen that much just because he's been facing a lot of opponents where either their takedown defense is really good or – he couldn't in the case of Ortega because he didn't want to tangle with him on the ground, at least not while he was fresh. But I do think that, like, especially in those first couple of rounds, yeah, here's going to be a problem. That's when I think it's going to be the most interesting round. But I kind of think Yair has to catch him there, which is going to be really hard to do. Or at least 
gets so far ahead of him in those first two rounds that he puts pressure on him to take the next three. And then maybe he can win some kind of decision that way. But um, I got to pick Volkanovski just because I think the wrestling is going to be a, a factor. Uh, Yaya Rodriguez got, got taken down by non-wrestlers. Uh, Max Holloway took him down. Jeremy Stevens took him down, who I believe was a wrestler, you know, before MMA, but didn't do much MMA wrestling. So the fact that Volkanovski, I, let's not forget what Frank Edgar did to him, you know, all those years ago now. So, you know, Volkanovski is going to go back to his tireless wrestling. I think that's going to be the key here. But I am a little bit more interested in this fight uh, than you, particularly in the early rounds. All right, that's it for the fight by fight breakdown for UFC 290. It is hot pick time, hot take time. Um, if you are new to the show, drop a comment, something unexpected, hot take for UFC 290. Usually, Joe gives out a parlay, no parlay. Um, today, oh. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm going to my hot take is that it's such a top heavy card. Problems that mid range. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hot take. There is going to be a loser on the optimal lineup. Ah, that's that's fun. I like that. That uh, I, has that has. I'm sure that's happened. No, before. it's happened. It's I, happened. It's, it's been happened. a little while, but it's happened. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, that's fun. I like it. Uh, my hot take is going to be a little more straightforward. I am picking Terrence Mitchell to knock out Cameron Simon. Oh God, it's so painful. Uh, zero painful for Cameron Simon. Zero meter, <laughs> Bo Nickel by decision. Ooh, that's fucking bananas! I hope you got a that, that, You know what? Man. That would that would burn up a whole, a whole lot of DraftKings lineup. That's it really definitely good. would. <laughs> definitely would. Bo Nickel by decision. All right, guys, this is what we got for hot takes. Remember to hit the like button, subscribe to the podcast. Joe, I hope you enjoy your vacation. I'm going to see you tomorrow night, heading to Jersey to watch the fights with our guy. Um, uh-huh. So, all of you, thank you for joining us. Remember to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. I hope you enjoy your fights. I hope you cash your contest, unless you're against me in head-to-head, in which case, fuck off. But otherwise, good luck in your contest. Chris, it was fun. Take, take it easy, guys. See you next time. Thanks, everybody. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.